always be alert and open to possibilities and opportunities. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Door Devil. You know, you know what? I need to mention Door Devil. I need to mention Door Devil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. Door Devil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the Door Devil, and Door Devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it, and you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install, but if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have, and you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company, so it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field you enter the word best ever no space just one word best b-e-s-t-e-v-e-r and you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase so go to doordevil.com go buy it enter best ever and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks there are so many testimonials on the website you can read them from police officers from a woman who is being uh her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband and the door devil defended that attack uh he didn't get in there's like 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil go buy it defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff and we only talk about the real estate advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, Jay Papazan, the co-author of The One Thing with Gary Keller, as well as many other bestsellers. Scott McGilvery from HGTV Property Brothers. And with us today, we've got Robert Edward Franklin. Hello, Robert. Hello, Joe. Glad to be with you. Yeah, nice to have you on the show and a little bit about uh, Robert's background, and then we'll get into it. He has 15 years of real estate experience in New York City. He co-founded Brick Real Estate and grew it from the ground up to one of Brooklyn's finest residential and commercial firms. And now he's at William Ravis. He got Rookie of the Year in residential sales. And um, well, of course, he's based in New York City, New York. With that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, gladly. Primarily, my background was in residential leasing to begin with for the first eight years of my career. I started out with a company called Quality Living in Soho. Uh, as you mentioned, I helped start a few years back a company called Brick Real Estate in Brooklyn Heights. 
Uh, we, again, my focus began with leasing, and we moved into residential sales as we grew the business and took on more agents, and also went into commercial sales and leasing as well. I am currently now William Ravis, which is predominantly a company that started out in the North East, uh, mainly in New England. We are now in New York City and also in Florida as well, and are continue to expand. And uh, that's what my focus is right now in just building, helping build the New York office, as well as working out of our offices in Connecticut as well. When you were doing commercial sales and leasing, what type of commercial sales were you doing? Well, the commercial sales was pretty much on a lower level, I'd say. We were moving into Bushwick. We Brick Real Estate kind of identified Bushwick as a hot market before I think anyone else did. Personally, we invested over there, smaller packages three family homes, some mixed-use buildings as well. We also were identifying properties that were for our clients and for ourselves again over in Sunset Park. And we're that's an area right now that I'm concentrating a lot of my energy on with some of the my uh, my commercial investors and just first-time home buyers and uh, investors as well. You said you personally invested over there. What did you invest in? Three family homes. A lot of those three family homes were actually three family initially, or they were single families and we converted them to three families. Uh, it was a model that we used, my partner and I, and then we also expanded that and took others who were looking to invest in that to follow the model that we put into place. Hmm. So I, I've spoken to some real estate brokers in mm-hmm. Manhattan and they say that uh, the money is to convert, say like a uh, you know three unit to a single family and then that can command more. But then you did the opposite. You took a single to a three unit. How come you took that approach instead of staying at the, the single family? Well, I'll tell you, Joe, I mean, I think both approaches could work. It's just on the individual needs and desires. We were looking at it strictly from something that we could would benefit our business initially when we got into this. So as we looked at, say, a single family property, we would look at it, if we could subdivide that. And a lot of these people, a lot of the future tenants, we, we identified them as students or people who were coming newly into the job market. And that we knew that Bushwick was going to be an up-and-coming neighborhood, the same way that Williamsburg was and still is. So if we gave them an opportunity to have a three-bedroom apartment that they could rent at an affordable price, and we maximized our opportunities to have three units in that building, it just proved to be a, a good business model for us, as opposed to taking that single family, renovating it, and marketing it as a single family, in particular in, in the Bushwick neighborhood. It was more uh, cost efficient and profitable in the long run for us. How many three family homes did you buy? At this moment, my partner and I, we there's at least nine. Okay, so you and your partner own nine? Yes. Okay. What are some numbers on maybe one of them where you went from a single to a three family as far as purchase price, any renovations and what you run it out for and maybe what it's worth now? Sure. Keep in mind, this was in 2008. It started looking at investing in these properties maybe two or three years after that. So you're talking about 2010, 2011, maybe. So you still could get a good deal in Bushwick, say off of Broadway the first property was a single-family home that was subdivided into what is a duplex on the first two floors. 
and then there's also two units on the second and third floor. Cost for that at the time was, I believe, and don't quote me on this, was around 350 but this is in the neighborhood that was marginal at the time, uh, a little bit further out in Bushwick. And now they're, I mean, not even now, from the beginning we were bringing in on the, th- the three-bedroom apartments at a minimum of 2900 to $3,000 per unit. And that was covering, plus you were also making a profit on that as far as the mortgage was concerned. And we also have, I believe on that one we have refinanced that mortgage at least once already. How many units? Three units. Three units. Mm -hmm. Three units, and they're all subdivided to three bedrooms. So three three three-bedroom units. Mm -hmm. One is a duplex with outdoor space. Okay. Uh, So you have $9,000 on average coming in? On average, yes. Okay, got it. And how much did it cost you to subdivide? I'd say in that first one, there was that that one in particular was in pretty good shape. We may have done a brand new kitchen and bathrooms in all of them. They're all single bathrooms, and then to subdivide it, maybe we threw threw in all total maybe a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, all in. So you bought it for three fifty. All in one fifty. So about three five hundred total. Total. Okay. And the rent that it brings in is $9,000. That's correct. How much is it worth right now? In that particular, that one, yeah, if I was going to ballpark it, I'd say if we wanted to put it on the market today, in this current market, nine fifty. Holy cow. Yeah. That's a- you, can't, you have to consider this, Joe. Uh, in that short span of time, or, well, it's not even that short span of time. It's 2016 now. Say that's around 2011. You can't get anything in Bushwick now for those types of prices. You have to go in there looking at 1.5, and you have to be willing to pull the trigger with cash, or you're not even going to be able to, to get anything. And that's the thing. We have a lot of people that, that followed behind us to uh, go into those neighborhoods, but that window of opportunity to, to get something in that price range is no long it no longer exists because Bushwick is that hot as far as these properties are concerned. Hmm. Would you say out of the deals that you've personally invested in, is that the most favorable in terms of numbers? I'd say so. Okay. What's the least favorable? Can you tell us those numbers? The success has been hasn't been that much of a drop off. I mean, we've we've been we were pretty fortunate. I think in this instance, it was a lot of timing and being able to identify, being in the right moment and identifying that this was the time to pull the trigger. You have to consider, we started the business over there uh, right as the markets dropped as well. We were just fearless, to be quite honest with you, to jump in, to open up a brand new business in Brooklyn Heights, no less, and then to immediately thereafter, since we were having success on the leasing end, to identify that what we want to do is to have some of these properties for ourselves. And also, because what I what I identified for Avi, my partner, was that the biggest mistake that I saw one of my mentors and my early brokers when I started out make was always working in the leasing in open listings and not having enough exclusives of their own. And I told Avi, I said, what we need to do is to create our own exclusives not only build relationships with existing landlords, but become landlords ourselves. Mm. 
And uh, we just had great success with this model. Avi, in particular, was the one who identified this. We had another young agent in the office who was doing short sales and ROs, and he was helpful as well as identifying this. And we just had a strong feeling that Bushwick, and in particular, single families or existing three-family, two- to three-family homes would be the, the way to get in early convert these. And we knew that there was going to be young people. There were already young people in truth uh, that were moving over there. We decided we wanted to be able to provide them with a a really good product so that we could get them in there and uh, recoup these monies. What's been the biggest pain point from owning these properties? Well, you know, it's just as acting as a landlord. It's turnover. Sometimes you, you, you know, and the maintenance is not bad because the actual what we found is if you get a good contractor, someone that you can work with, and you're going to do enough of these uh, and provide them with you know, your own business and uh, other uh, investors, and that's what we've done. We had, we've identified one contractor we can work on, we can trust him to do it, and he's never overextended or you know, he's always given us great attention, and uh, we could count on him to say the least. So we, we throw our business in with one contractor we can trust. Maintaining, uh, you know, day-to-day relationships with your tenants um, and, you know, that just the, the work as a landlord is probably the, the biggest hassle. And I wouldn't say even the hassle. It's just a, it's a tedious work. But that's the beauty of the way that we invested in this is it was all something that could be managed within the business. We have somebody that is our point person in the office that handles any new applications or leases, regardless of where it's going out. And they, they maintain or they manage our buildings as well. So it's pretty streamlined. And it just made a lot of sense to do this because we were already positioned to uh, take this step. Was that $350 or $350? <laughs> Not quite. $350,000 purchase, the first purchase that you had out there? Yeah, that was. How did you finance it? We just took a loan. We just uh, applied for a loan, uh, put... A considerable amount of cash down on it. What was the percent well. down? 20, 30? Closer to 30. 30, okay. Was that money saved up from your previous real estate uh, brokerage experience getting commissioned? Yeah. yeah, it was. And how did you continue to finance the other eight? Well, you know, it was a while before you jumped into the, to the next deal, giving us a little bit of time in like two years' time to leverage, to build up some equity and leverage that into the next deals. And I think we spaced it out so that we were able to do that. And then also we had some success with the business as well, not to brag or anything, but we immediately, the first year we were making a profit and we're, we weren't quite sure that we were going to do that when we started that business as well, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but the, the market was in a downturn. As soon as we opened our doors, we had the good fortune though, that there were still a, influx of people coming in, uh, attorneys and finance guys on Wall Street that were looking to live in Dumbo, looking to live in Brooklyn Heights because they didn't necessarily want to be down in the financial district. You know, you want to get out of your backyard at the end of the day. And Brooklyn Heights was a, was a great uh, place for that. So then there was really a lot of good deals at that time as well. So that it was advantageous for us because the business was was doing well. We always knew we wanted to parlay uh, any success that we had in the real estate business 
into investing as well. And that's what we did. With your partnership, is it 50-50 and you two just split the costs and responsibilities or how is that structured? No, 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 no. Actually, uh, Avishai Adiv is the main partner. I was more in charge with identifying these properties. So it's not really a 50-50 partnership. Let's put it this way. He was the, he was the finance and I was the person who was doing the logistics of the business. I brought my business know-how, he brought the finance. Got it. And you both have ownership in those deals. You got it. Exactly. Okay. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Well, I guess it's the same as my my business advice would be uh, to someone, but as an entrepreneur and someone who's looking to invest, and let's say in this instance, okay, let, let me back up off of that. Best real estate advice ever is just to always be alert and open to possibilities and opportunities. And I think this is what this is the lesson learned from this story that we're discussing right now, Bushwick in particular. For a long time, people were talking about Bushwick was going to be the next next hot neighborhood in uh, Brooklyn, alongside with Bed-Stuy. That was a long time coming. Having those discussions, keeping an eye on that market, seeing what the prices were, doing your homework and studying these neighborhoods, uh, and then trusting your gut. And I guess that's the best advice. You know, you can do all your homework. Uh, you can research it daily and see what the numbers are, see what your the mortgage rates are, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to pull the trigger and you're going to have to trust your gut. And it's difficult. It's a difficult thing to do, especially in a downturn market or a market that's not as uh, strong. But if you do your homework, if the numbers seem right, you can't hesitate, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You can't hesitate. You have to, you have to put yourself out there and anything for it to pay off. I want to make sure I heard you correctly earlier when you said that you all built up equity and then leveraged it to the next deals. Does that mean you did cash out refinances and use that money to put in as down payment on the next deal? That's correct. Okay. And you just continued to do that? Yeah. What bank were you all using? couple banks, actually. Bank of America is actually a good one. And then also uh, Citizens. And their Bank of America was letting you do a cash out refinance on investment property. Not Bank of America, no. Citizens. Citizens was doing that. Okay, Citizens. And is Citizens a, a community bank? They're out of New England as well. All right, no, no biggie. Just curious about that. Usually, yeah, because usually you have to work with a portfolio lender like a community bank or a credit union to do that stuff. At least from my experience, the bigger ones like Chase and. Bank of America, don't No, play. they're not going to do that for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, first a quick word from our best ever partners. Do you need more leads for your real estate business and do you need a platform to help you get those leads? Well, Danny Johnson, previous best ever guest, episode 294, has exactly the solution for you, best ever listeners. Go to leadpropeller.com and that's going to help you well, get more leads. He's got a website service that you can sign up for. It's a money-back guarantee for the first 30 days, so no risk involved. Leadpropeller.com. You can also click the link in the show notes page, and that will take you right there. Best ever book you've read? Best ever book I ever read 
was it was a history of civilization. Oh, cool! That's my, my that's my best ever video game on PlayStation when I used You're, to play. Hold on, yeah. hold on. That <laughs> I play that on DS when I'm on a flight. <laughs> I love Civilization. I love. Yeah, I, my, my my wife hates me playing that because I get lost in it. Three years ago, I had a, a a moment that will forever scar me because I was spending too much time playing Civilization mm-hmm. on my PlayStation. So I literally ejected the disc and I broke it in half and I threw it away. I said, this this, this is an, an illness. I cannot let this monopolize my life. And uh, I, imagine, I, it, yeah. imagine it being portable on a DS. No, no, I can't. I wouldn't do that. No, I'm, I, I'm, trying, I, to, I'm <laughs> trying to rid myself of that disease right now. That's funny. Yeah. Be- best ever personal growth experience. What'd you learn from it? Failure in, in business, failure in love, if you will. Uh, and just being able to pick yourself back up off the ground. So I went through a divorce at the same time as I had a, a, a failure in a business endeavor of mine, which was I'm an artist as well. So I tried to start my own online uh, artist gallery or flat flat file. And that didn't go as well as expected. And both of those happened at the same time. And it could have been a dark and low time for me. It wasn't the happiest time for sure. But I pushed through that. And, uh, and I came out on the other end, a better person for it. And what specifically did you learn again? I just learned to keep my chin up, you know, and not to to worry about what others may think of me or my failure or what that, that means to others, but to to know my own self-worth and that I could bounce back from that and, and do to go on and accomplish greater things. Best ever deal you've done? Wow. Best ever deal I've done? Well, I'll say the deal that I'm proudest of and which was lucrative as well was a deal uh during 9-11 i had a couple that was coming it was it was a leasing deal they were coming from san francisco to new york they were going to be bi-coastal a photographer and a cinematographer at their first child and i was able to close that deal on a uh it was one of my first deals in real estate as well and i'm still pretty proud of that able to get them to even still consider it to do the deal and bring them to the table after 9-11 happened. And it was on a large loft, and I believe it was like 20000 a month. Best ever way you like to give back? I like to give back in a lot of ways. Uh, I was just talking to a colleague of mine who I'm trying to find more time to do that. I volunteered at uh, God's Love We Deliver. Uh, my wife actually got me involved in that. Her company did it uh on a yearly basis, I would go along with her to do that, and I do it on my own time now as well. And I also am starting to, my next venture as far as giving back is, I want to help people with literacy, help people to learn how to read. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? I've made this once, and I'll never make it again, and I made it as a young agent. And it's something that you have repeatedly drilled into you in real estate. And I will say that this business in particular, we have to be very cautious about it. And all the brokers that I've worked with have always been good about drilling this in your head. You never say anything that you're not sure of. You never make any commitments to something that you're not 100% sure of. I did that as a younger agent. It was something that a lot of people think is minor, but what we may think is minor as an agent to your client or to your landlord that you're beholden to is not necessarily a minor thing. So I made sure now that I dot my I's, cross my T's and get all my ducks in a row and make sure I have my facts with me 
And if I don't know the answer to something, I let the person that I'm speaking with know that I don't know those facts and I will get back to them with them. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? You can reach me online, robert.franklin at ravis.com. Or you can reach me on the phone, 917-628-3855. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice with the listeners as well as you know, your story on the, the, the nine uh, multifamily units, um, or at least uh, the single families that mm-hmm. then got turned into multifamilies, conversions. and the numbers, yeah, the conversions, the numbers where one of them was you, you, uh, the first one buy, bought it for three fifty, put in one hundred and fifty, all in five hundred thousand. Now it's worth about a million, and it uh, brings in uh, about nine thousand dollars a month from an income standpoint just really, I think it's indicative of both identifying the market where there's growth opportunity uh, and then a value add opportunity and then also luck. I think all three of those things are are factored in and perhaps in that order from what it sounds like where you, you yeah. saw the market, you saw the opportunity and then, you know, we, we all need a little bit of luck on our side for the, the winds to blow a certain way. So really interesting. Glad you got into the, the specifics of that as well as you know some of the other things that you mentioned as far as your partnership and how you've grown from a, over the years as a real estate professional. So thank you so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate it and I enjoyed it. Great to you. Do you need more leads for your real estate business and do you need a platform to help you get those leads? Well, Danny Johnson, previous best ever guest, episode 294, has exactly the solution for you, best ever listeners. Go to leadpropeller.com and that's going to help you, well, get more leads. He's got a website service that you can sign up for. It's a money back guarantee for the first 30 days, so no risk involved. Leadpropeller.com. You can also click the link in the show notes page and that will take you right there.